perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder, and this is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so much for joining me, no matter where you are listening or how you're listening to us. Thank you. I want to give a quick shout-out to those people uh, who are listening to us on Living Bread Radio in Ohio. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the radio uh, program today, and know that you can always reach out to us on our website, patchworkheart.org. And I want to mention that if you go over to our website, patchworkheart.org, you're going to get an amazing uh, new resource called the Fearless Scriptural Rosary. Uh, We just published this uh, this week, folks, and it's a brand new uh, rosary that you're going to be able to pray during these uh, difficult times using the scriptures of all the scriptures of Be Not Afraid and Be Fearless, uh, paired with the rosary. So go over to the website, check it out. It's a free PDF download. It'll pop up the moment you head over to the website. So uh, go over and check that out, folks. Uh, In addition to that, uh, I don't want to spend too, too much time talking about ourselves because I have a uh, wonderful guest with me today. Uh, Her name is Victoria Clarizio, and uh, she is an aspirant for the Passionist Nuns. Uh, which means that she is uh, planning on entering into the religious life uh, and working toward that goal. And in addition to that, she is also a writer and a blogger uh, and, and works with uh, the St. Catherine Labore Society, uh, which uh, we're going to talk a little bit about as well. So, Victoria, welcome to Young Catholics Respond Again, and thank you so much for being here uh, to talk about your vocational journey. Well, thanks for having me again, Bill. It's been <laughs> It's been quite a ride since I was last on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But that's how the Holy Spirit works. Uh, he always gives us uh, the uh, the the adventure, right? He's an adventurous God. Our God's an adventurous God. So uh, why don't you talk with us a little bit about your journey? I know um, when you were on the program last, I know we talked about it a little bit, but um, but 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 give us your vocational journey. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a great. Um, uh, thing to talk about, especially during these times of um, these difficult times for our world, to know that God is still using and calling uh, young people to uh, serve Him in a in a radical way during these difficult times. So, just talk to us a little bit about your journey. Yeah, so I grew up in a Catholic family. Um, I definitely had the sense that the faith was important. We spent a lot of time at church. We're very involved. Um, So yeah, so I had that good, solid upbringing. Um, I had an experience when I was 13 of knowing that God was real for myself and really accepting that in my heart and deciding to live my faith in a greater way and more than just going to church on Sundays. And from that moment, I really had the desire to do something great for God, especially when I heard about what the saints did. I was like, I want to be like them. I didn't know what that would look like, but I had that desire. Um, so as far as starting to feel called to discern religious life, that happened in high school. And I didn't grow up around any sisters or religious, so I didn't really know that was an option. Um, I went to a public high school. Yeah, I didn't, just didn't really know any religious. But I went to a Steubenville conference when I was in high school. And of course, there's lots of religious there. Um, and 
during our Saturday night adoration, they have a really powerful holy hour. I was asking God what he wanted from me. I was before my senior year of high school. So I think I was thinking about what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to major in, go to college, all that. And I asked God, what do you want from me? And I heard in my heart, everything. I had this sense that he wanted everything from me. And again, I had no idea what that meant. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the next morning they did this thing. I like to call it a vocations altar call. I, a lot of youth conferences, they'll invite the young people present who feel open to discerning religious life or priesthood to stand up and make this public proclamation. I feel called or I feel called to discern and receive a special blessing. So they did this and I stood up and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I really think about it and think like, oh, God might be calling me. I just, in that moment, I just felt compelled by the Holy Spirit to stand up. And again, I had never thought about religious life before, but suddenly it was like, I think, I think this might be what God is asking. It was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so where did that so, lead? Where did that lead you then? Did you go right into, uh, did you go right into the, uh, the, uh, religious life after that or no? <laughs> not at all. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, I, like I said, I was in high school at the time and unfortunately I didn't really have anyone to guide me in my discernment. Um, so I didn't really talk to anyone about it. I didn't know what it meant to discern a vocation. So it kind of just stayed in the back of my mind. But then a couple of years later, when I went to college, I went to a Catholic college. I got involved in campus ministry, made some really good Catholic friends, met priests, and especially I met sisters for the first time and got to know them and realized that they were normal people. Um, and yeah, I just realized like discerning a vocation is a normal thing. And I learned more about what that means and that I should be asking God what he wants for my life. Um, and that, that tug on my heart started coming back. I was like, what if that was real? Like, what if God really wants right. me to be a sister? <laughs> That's so cool though. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So eventually I had the courage to start visiting communities and realizing that that desire to give everything to God and belong totally to him wasn't going away. Um, awesome. And, and you entered into an order for a little while as well, right? When, as you began to visit and, and think about that stuff as well, right? Yeah, I did. So eventually I visited a few communities and I met a Franciscan community um, that I really loved and I felt called to join. So I joined them shortly after college um, and they were a contemplative active community. So that means that their life was a balance between spending a lot of time in prayer, but also going out and doing ministry. And they're a great community, but God wasn't calling me to stay there. Um, so, but I learned a lot about myself and what he was calling me to there. And especially one of the things that came out of that time was feeling called to be with Jesus and his passion and especially being at the foot of the cross. So their focus is being with Mary at the foot of the cross. And that's something that I personally felt called to even after I left. Yeah. And, you know, you have a beautiful uh, Stations of the Cross that you authored as well, right? You, also, you authored a beautiful Stations of the Cross that, uh, that, that uh, I think we, we've uh, used on Patchwork Heart Ministry and, and radio every once in a while with, a, with an ad every once in a while as well, too. Tell us a little bit about that, because I know that that is a part of your journey, uh, being close to the cross, as you mentioned. 
Yeah, I was actually thinking about this before we recorded. I was like, the passion has been part of my spirituality for a long time. Yeah, definitely. And that was something I wrote in my first community. So I feel like my personal spirituality really kind of blossomed there. That's something that stayed with me. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and that's still available, right? The, the, the stations of the cross are still available through, uh, through one of your friends, right? Isn't it, isn't it, uh, one of your friends published it? Yes. It's still available through just love prints is what her company is called. So yeah, you can still get them. Awesome. Yeah. I encourage everybody to check it out. It's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful stations of the cross and, um, you know, so, so after, after you, uh, discerned that that community wasn't correct, uh, what, what happened and what has kind of led you to discern this, uh, this new community that you're with now, the Passionist Nuns? Yeah. So when I left, at first I was like, I must be called to marriage. I'm obviously not called to religious life because that didn't work out, but it didn't take long for me to realize like that desire was still in my heart like if you're called it's not gonna go away (laughs) 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 yeah and I just like had these moments where I was like it doesn't make sense that I'm not called to religious life like it just seems right for me and like everyone in my life kind of confirmed that um so after a while I kind of needed time to like transition and just kind of like settle back in but after about a year and a half or so of after leaving, I was like, I, I think that God wants me to try again. I think he wants me to discern again. Um, so I really started intentionally praying about it and thinking about, okay, if it wasn't that community, what community would it be then? And this yeah. calling to be with Jesus in the foot of the cross and consolement his passion was very strong. So I knew that that was my spirituality. So I had to find a community that somehow focused on that. Yeah, and you know that's that's interesting, and maybe just talk a little bit about about that process too, because I think for a lot of young women out there, uh, and some things that you really said that were there and that were important, were like, okay, well, you know what, um, I must be discerned for marriage. I must discern for marriage if I've fallen out of the discernment mm-hmm. process with the first community. That's not necessarily true, uh, but but kind of praying through your spirituality, as you mentioned, you you came to understand and know that God was calling you to religious life and and that maybe it wasn't just the first community and, and not to get discouraged at the at the first, you know, kind of one that didn't work out, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean a lot of the discernment process is similar to dating. Like you don't necessarily Um, just date the person that you end up marrying. Sometimes you date a few people before you find the right person. And those other people that you dated maybe had certain qualities or whatever that was like almost right, but not quite a perfect fit. And that's kind of how my first community felt. There were a lot of things that are similar to the passionist, but it just wasn't quite the right fit. That's, uh, that's really good. Uh, You know, kind of advice and and for for young ladies out there and young men who are discerning you know religious priesthood as well it's okay to mm-hmm. take um a few years and 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 discern this stuff you know th- th- it is not a straight line you know some people it might be it might be the straight line like okay this is exactly where i'm supposed to be and god might you know send it mail order 
but but he doesn't always send it mail order, you know, and and it's okay if it's not sent that way. God is going to uh, lead you on on the winding path a little bit, and and it's and it's actually to you know improve and make you a fuller person. And those and those orders that you come into contact with um, re- help help reveal um, more about you, right? They help reveal reveal more about you. Like okay, that one didn't fit me perfectly, but um, it, it helped me grow in X, Y, and Z. And so now I know, uh, and I'm able to target even more what I'm looking for and, and, and what God is calling me to. It's, it's even more of a perfection process, right? It's, it's a greater perfection. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, w- I would say that's exactly how I feel. Awesome. Um, so speaking of winding, <laughs> Um, the way that the Lord led me to the Passionist eventually was I went all the way on a pilgrimage to Medjugorje. That's how I found out about them. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. So the last September, so almost a year ago, I had the opportunity to go to Medjugorje. Wow. And it was kind of like a time to like slow down and just be with the Lord. And especially there, I felt God being like, I, I want you to try again. Like, I really want you to consider being a sister again. <laughs> and I felt especially called to a life of prayer and intercession for people. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I didn't share when I was talking about kind of my early discernment was in college, I spent summer in Tanzania doing mission work. And I thought that's what I wanted to do with my life was be a missionary. But when I was there, I kept feeling drawn to the chapel and to pray and intercede for people. And I was very confused by that. And so one day I was reflecting on that and I was like, I'm confused by this. This is weird. What is wrong with me? And I felt this question, like, would you be a cloistered nun since you obviously like going and praying in the chapel so much? And at the time I was like, no way. And that was 10 years ago. Wow. So, wow. so that's part of like what was coming up this time that made me think, okay, maybe I, I might be called to cloistered life. Like, Wow. Yeah, because that desire kept coming back. Very cool. So, yeah, That's... so on this on this pilgrimage, um, there was a passionist priest on this pilgrimage with us, and I was telling him what I felt called to, being with Jesus and his passion, cloistered life, and he was like, you should check out the, cloist- the passionist nuns. And that was finally how I found out about them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, I want to find out more about that part of your journey when we come back from this short break. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the, um, the need that there is too, for not just you, but many young women who are, uh, planning on entering into religious life, uh, that, that still have to, um, kind of pay off some debt and, and, and enter into, uh, this, you know, be able to give themselves completely and freely, uh, over, over to our Lord to do great things. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that when we return from this break. Please don't go anywhere. We're talking with Victoria, Victoria Clarizio right after these messages. We'll be back on Young Catholics Respond. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry, 
at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S.org. Text or call 215-870-9913. At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics, and that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith, Hope, Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith, Hope, and Love blog.blogspot.com or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey everybody, welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder, and uh, today my guest is Victoria Clarizio. Uh, she is an aspirant for the Passionist Nuns, uh, which means that she's going to be uh, entering, or uh, would like to enter into the religious uh, life with the Passionist Nuns, who are based in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, Victoria, I wanted to ask you to kind of finish off the remainder of your vocation story and just kind of tell us um, you know, a little bit more about the Passionist Order. Uh, you mentioned the thing cloistered, uh, which I think a lot of young people <laughs> might uh, be like, what the heck is cloistered? Those things still exist? Um, you know, that that's really a thing where you, where you give up your cell phone for the rest of your life? Um, so, you know, maybe just talk a little bit about what the cloister is and, 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 and what that looks like. Yeah, so one of the reasons that I felt drawn to cloistered life, like I said, was to dedicate my life to praying and interceding for people. I'd also feeling called to a certain hiddenness. Um, yeah, just like a really radical total belonging to Christ and leaving the world for him. Um, so for those who aren't familiar, cloistered nuns, that means that I won't ever go out into the world again once I go to the monastery except for like doctor's appointments once in a while but i really won't be leaving um wow that's pretty amazing um so uh that what what happens inside the cloister what are some of the activities that that happen inside of the cloister is it all just prayer and intercession or are there uh any other type of activities or or um you know things that help build up the the church in different ways, uh, through, through making of things or things like that. Are there any other, uh, charisms of, of the cloister? Yes. Their work is actually really special. They make altar bread. So the bread that becomes the Eucharist, 
which is amazing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, because I know that, uh, there are so many different, um, you know, each, each religious order, especially cloistered, uh, religious orders have different charisms. And that's beautiful that they, uh, make the bread, uh, that is used for a Holy communion and that's distributed out. Uh, so that's really neat. Uh, any other, are you, are you looking forward to that? Like that has to be a neat uh, thing to be able to, to say, I've made the altar bread for, for countless masses, right? Yes, it's pretty special. I've actually gotten to help with it when I visited already, and it's already just incredible. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Um, yeah. So so talk with us a little bit about the, uh, the, the need that not only you have, but so many uh, young women have, uh, and even young men, um, but the the St. Catherine Labore Society, uh, which I know you're doing a little bit of work blogging and writing for uh, right mm-hmm. now, um, but but they they also help to uh, raise funds for people who have uh, substantial student debt, um, that so that they can enter into religious life. Can you talk us talk with us a little bit about what that what that looks like for you? And you know, I want to make sure that our, our listeners know that because. Uh, what, what you're entering into is this courageous, heroic uh, life of prayer, uh, and, and maybe some of the listeners might want to help out. So just detail us uh, what that is and, 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 and how they can help you. Yeah, so as we've been talking about, I'm hoping to enter formation with a passionist. However, I am blocked from doing that right now by student loan debt. A lot of people don't realize that that is an obstacle to entering a vocation. So religious take a vow of poverty. So most communities don't really make much money. Um, They just make what they need to support themselves. And most of them exist on the generosity of benefactors anyway. So communities can't take on student loan debt. And as people who have student loan debt know, usually it takes quite a few years to pay off. So that means either delaying a vocation or maybe not even be able to do it at all. Some communities have um, age limits. So it's a big obstacle for a lot of people. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Right, right. And so then you have to uh, either raise all this money uh, yourself or there are these groups of uh, people like the one of example, the one you're working with is the uh, St. Catherine Labore Society, which which exclusively is for women, right? That that is exclusively for women uh, religious, right? No, it's not actually. Oh, no, okay. it's, yeah, it's for religious and also for men who are trying to enter diocesan priesthood. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, no. So so then uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, what, what that process looks like. Do do mm-hmm. do they help? Uh, kind of uh, fundraise for you and you also fundraise along with with them or what does that process look like? Yeah, it's a really incredible organization. Um, So the Library Society is a nonprofit and the idea is that um, we're we're called the aspirants, the aspirants for the Library Society fundraise through this organization. So we're doing all the fundraising ourselves based on connecting with people that we know, parishes in our area groups, but we have the support of this organization. So we, we receive a lot of training and formation and they walk with us each step of the way um, to help us be successful. And the idea is also that I'm doing this with 
um, like 19 to 20 other people. So we're kind of doing it together and supporting each other, which is great because you can feel very alone in having to face this huge obstacle of student debt. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so this organization, uh, really just helps uh, and and forms you to, to be able to raise this money so that you can enter in uh, mm-hmm. to the to the religious life and um, I'm wondering how these young how all of these young people but especially for you um, how listeners can help you uh, with with your debt and you know kind of help pay that off if you're comfortable sharing with us. Uh, what that what that looks like uh, from a financial burden perspective. Let us let us know because you never know how the grace of the Holy Spirit works over radio. So um, just get, let us know what, how we can help you the best. Yeah. So um, each of us, it's it's like I said, it's a kind of a communal process. So each of us has a personal goal of raising sixty thousand dollars in six months. That's our goal. Wow. So we do this from July to December we do it in six month periods. So if people have more debt than that, they might have to do more than one six month period. Um, yeah. So our goal is 60,000 and then it's distributed at the end based on how much people actually need. Um, but the, so the website is, it's called rescuevocations.org. And then we each have a donation page so people can donate to the individuals. So mine is just rescuevocations.org slash Victoria. Awesome. Uh, so again, listeners, rescuevocations.org uh, slash Victoria. And, uh, and again, you know, if the, if the Holy Spirit has, especially during this very difficult time of COVID, um, which, which I'm sure is, is making matters uh, pretty difficult, right? Uh, to, to, to raise money uh, for, for every organization out there. Um, what, what I really would encourage you to do is, listeners, take this to prayer. Uh, if there's a way that you can help Victoria, help uh, these other young uh, men and women who are entering into religious life uh, and, and priesthood out, please do, you know, uh, this this is such an important cause. We need more religious women in our in our, our church, and and when they answer the call like Victoria has uh, over the course of her life, and really taking the time to discern and pray and and look at this from a from a you know a, a beautiful perspective that they that, that that they look at it from and really take this time and serious and make that sacrifice that serious sacrifice. Um, they, they need our support, and if you're financially able to do that, or if you're able to spread this podcast and message to somebody who is financially able and you might not be able to yourself, please spread the word. Just spread the word and, uh, and share the podcast, uh, share the radio show uh, with others, because this is how we're going to make the, um, make the world uh, see the visible sign of of uh, great, great, humble prayer warriors like yourself, Victoria. So thank you so much for being here and coming on and sharing your powerful story. You have a beautiful story. Um, and, and, I, and I hope each and every one of these people listening to the program uh, reach out to you in some way too. You do have an email as well if someone would like to contact you uh, directly. You want to share that with us too? Yes, 
So my email is victoria at rescuevocations.org. Yeah, I would invite you to prayerfully consider financially supporting, but also definitely contact me for more information or if you just want to connect. We do try to personally connect and person. Yeah. Awesome. I'm I'm very glad you're able to uh personally definitely like to do. Yeah. No, I that's great that you're committed to personally connecting with with mm-hmm. others um and you know young people and and all mm-hmm. people who are who are supporting this mission you know young catholics got to raise up and and you know one of the things that i've discovered in in fundraising um you know in nonprofit ministry is that it's never about the amount it's about it's about the holy spirit provides the amount at the end it's about uh what we can give if we if we mm-hmm. give sacrificially if we give and we're called to give uh whatever we're able to do the God, God works it out. So even if it's five dollars, if it's five thousand dollars, it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, give what you can. Uh, so Victoria, I really appreciate it, and I, and I hope I get to talk to you again uh, before before you enter the cloister. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, thank you so much uh, for being here and and sharing with Young Catholics Respond today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, folks, uh, this has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry for Victoria, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.